on his name with thanksgiving. That's why we're here this morning and we appreciate you being with us. Would you open a Bible with me back to Psalm 138? Psalm 138 is our launching point for the morning in God's Word. It is our home base throughout the morning, so you might place a marker there. We will go other places in both the Old and New Testaments, but we will return several times back to Psalm 138. Thank you so much for being here and worshiping with us on this beautiful God-given morning. Psalm 138 is fuel to help us finish what was started. That has been our theme throughout the year. And as hard as it is to believe, after this morning, after today, there are only six Sundays left in 2023. In a wide variety of ways, we've talked about What was started? What we need on this journey that God has placed before us? And what the end is? How to get there? How to cross victoriously with Jesus as our strength? Psalm 138 is another bit of God-given fuel to help us finish what was started, but it is also a source of great inspiration to give thanks. I am thankful that our culture sets aside a a day later this week, really all this week, that is on the minds of so many. Some of you have come home to be with family, to give thanks This week, we will have many of our own church family traveling north, south, east, west, and every other direction in between this week to give thanks with loved ones. I would love it if from the very beginning of this week, you would slow down and and very deliberately think, if you are going to give thanks, You're giving it to someone. Is there anyone greater than a spouse or a parent or a child, a a brother or sister, aunt or uncle, cousin, niece, nephew, grandparent, even yourself? Is there anyone greater than those human beings that you love and care about that you ought to very deliberately Give thanks to this week. No doubt in a a variety of ways, you and I will be served by other people around us this week and, Lord willing, in the weeks to come. But I would love to draw all of our attention this morning to the, the ultimate source. Of every good and perfect gift. Let's not begin this week. Let's not live this week. With a focus on no one greater than ourselves or our fellow human beings. Because without this ultimate source, we would not be here this morning. 
Without this ultimate source, the sun would not have risen. Without this ultimate source, we would not have air to breathe. There would be no hope, no grace, no mercy sufficient to meet our greatest needs of all. So let's use Psalm 138 as fuel to continue pushing toward the finish line but also inspiration to give thanks to the one who is making our journey and our victory possible. Would you read it with me, this psalm of David? I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and Give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, He regards the lowly, but the haughty He knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hand. Let's start there at the beginning. And you might keep a marker there in Psalm 138. Turn with me to the Old Testament book of Isaiah. A little after the book of Psalms. Isaiah chapter 46. Let's start at the end. Finishing what was started. Psalm 138 is the perfect bridge between where we have been this year. Our focal point even for the last seven weeks of this year but also on the opportunity and the obligation, rightly so, to give thanks to the One who is the fountain of all of our blessings. David says in Psalm 138, verse 8, The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Listen, whether you and I give another thought to the Lord or His purpose, why we are here, what life is all about, what is in front of us, what lies beyond even our time on this earth. If we never give another thought to that for the rest of our time on earth, the Lord, the great I Am, is going to finish what He started. He does not need me. He does not need you to fulfill His purpose. 
He is. He has always been. He always will be. He is perfect in every sense of the word. And what I would love to zero in on with you this morning is he is a being of purpose. We heard David say the Lord will fulfill his purpose. My creator your creator is a being of purpose. Let's listen to him in Isaiah 46, picking up in verse 8. Here he is, this being of purpose. Your creator in his own words. Isaiah 46 verse 8, remember this, he says. He says to human beings, just like you, just like me. In fact, he's preserved this text for 2,700 years. And the God who made the sun rise this morning is using this text to talk to you and to talk to me. And he says, remember this. Stand firm on this. Recall it to mind... You transgressors. You see, one of the unfortunate but very real truths in the Bible is my creator, your creator, is a being of purpose and we haven't always respected his purpose. It is the story of humanity going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. There is a God. He is a being of purpose but those of us created in his image haven't always respected that purpose. But what I want you to see is this morning from passages like Isaiah 46, God does not say, remember this, stand firm, call it to mind, I'm about to annihilate all of you. It's not what he says. He has every right to do that. Instead, he says, I want you to remember Remember the former things of old. Well, how far back do we need to go in what we remember? Let's go back before there ever was a world, before ever this creator said, let there be light. What do we need to remember? I am God. And there is no other I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. You see, it's not a problem for David to say, God is going to fulfill his purpose. He declares the end from the beginning, from ancient times. He declares things not yet done. And he's speaking to us this morning, saying, my counsel shall stand. Whether we listen to his input or not, whether we are interested in his insight or not, we come, we go. There are people who were sitting in this room 52 weeks ago that are not here anymore. There are people, members of our church family, 
who were active, integral parts of, of our church family for decades. And they are not here anymore. They have run their race. They have crossed the finish line. And if this world stands long enough, there will be a time when you're not here anymore. And I'm not here anymore. But not God. His counsel stands. It is steadfast. It is perfectly faithful. He will accomplish all of His purpose. Whether I choose to be in harmony with it or not, whether you choose to respect it or not, our Creator is a being of purpose. In this instance, He's showing Israel how He is going to raise up an adversary to discipline them. But that, even that will not be therein. God sees past the darkest valleys, the most tangled message that human beings can possibly concoct. Listen to Him at the end of verse 11. I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I have spoken purposed and I will do it. This is our God. The God to whom we have been singing. The God we've been thinking about. The God to whom we have been praying. Our creator is a being of purpose. Turn with me a few pages later to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. This God has revealed his purpose in his word. He is a being of purpose, but we don't have to guess as to what that purpose is. Praise God. He's revealed it for us. Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11. He's still talking to us. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven. You and I, we saw that even this week. By his design. This is our Father's world. And as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. It shall accomplish that which I purpose. Our God is a being of purpose. He's revealed that purpose in His Word. It shall succeed. No matter how many human nations rise and fall, no matter how many conflicts, how many wars human beings may wage, no matter what weapons we build, no matter how faithful or how deceptive we choose to be on our Father's earth, his purpose will succeed. His word will accomplish what he sent to accomplish. Here's where it gets really special. Go with me to the New Testament book, the Gospel of Luke chapter 4. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. Our God is a being of purpose. He's revealed his purpose in his word, and I want you to listen carefully this morning. Don't take this for granted. That word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God took on 
human flesh and bones, took on a human face, and lived among transgressors. Luke chapter 4, verse 43. The Word of God speaks. And this is what he says, verse 43. I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. Our creator is a God of purpose. He's revealed it in his word. And that word became flesh and dwelt among us. You, you want to... No, even more incredibly, go with me a few pages later to John chapter 12 in your New Testament. Next book of the Bible, John chapter 12, you look with me at verse 27. This word, he not only lived among us in the flesh, he gave his life for transgressors. If you're a transgressor this morning, you're in the right place. If it was hard for you to walk into this room knowing the focal point of what was going to be all throughout this room, listen, you're in the right place. Here is the news that you need to hear. The Word of God came and He gave His life for transgressors. John chapter 12, verse 27, he says, Now my soul is troubled, and, and what shall I say? Father, save me for, from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. He came to give his life for us. He came so that we could know the matchless love of God. To the Roman governor Pilate in, in John chapter 18 verse 37. He said again, for this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world. To bear witness to the truth. Listen, this is not complicated. But it is infinitely important. You have a creator. He is a being of purpose. He has revealed his purpose in his word. That word became flesh and dwelt among us and willingly gave his life for us. It's been preserved so that we could know what is true. Why we are here. What life is all about. How to prioritize. How to build something that will really last. How to finish in a way that our Creator would look at us and say, well done. How to be blessed. That's what Paul's focus is in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. All of this was according to the eternal purpose that our Creator has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen to the blessing available. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in Him. Your Creator is a God of purpose. He's revealed that purpose in His Word. The Word walked among us, gave His life for us. That we might hear the truth, believe the truth, and have faith. In Him, 
not in ourselves, not in any other human being, that, that we might build our lives on greater things than human ideas, human purposes, that we might build our lives on our Creator. You see, you go with me to the, New, the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, back closer to our key text for the morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, not only is our Creator a being of purpose, let's allow God's Word to make it as personal as possible. My Creator, your Creator, has a purpose for you. For me. And all of us are filled with various ideas of what this, this week is going to look like. We have all sorts of purposes, right? In, in front of us, all sorts of opportunities, all sorts of obligations. Here, your creator this morning. Men and women come up with lots of plans. Our minds can be Filled with all sorts of plans. There are people who woke up this morning full of plans that will not live to see the end of this week. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's you. But here's bedrock. That is greater than death itself. Death can't shatter this purpose. Listen, death only serves this purpose. Death is no match for your creator. It's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And he has a purpose for you. Lots of places we could go in what he has revealed. Perhaps Ecclesiastes 12 verses 13 and 14 summarize it most succinctly for us this morning. The end of the matter all has been heard. Your creator is a being of purpose and he has a purpose for you. What is that? Fear him. Keep his commandments. That's why you exist. That's the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. Every deed, every secret thing, if he's telling me the truth, how can I possibly be confident about finishing? about crossing the, the finish line and having an unfiltered encounter with Him. Let's go back to our key text, Psalm 138. Every deed, every secret thing will be brought into judgment. Psalm 138 is fuel to run towards Him. Not away from him. That's foolish. You can't run away from him. Read the book of Jonah. His purposes will stand. How much better this morning. How much better this week. For the rest of our lives. To stop acting like we can run from him. Or 
hide anything from Him. That's not the path to blessing. That's not the way to spend your precious time on earth. Run toward Him. How? Psalm 138. We heard in verse 8, The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. David made a lot of mistakes. But David is able to write because of what the Lord God revealed. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. He is high. Look at verse 6 of Psalm 138. Though he is high above us, infinitely higher in his thoughts and in his ways. Listen, he regards, he cares about, he sees, he notices, even this morning, he yearns for those created in his image to be lowly. To acknowledge he is high and I'm not. It is foolish to act as if this world or this life revolves around me. Many are the plans in my mind, but His purpose is the only thing that is going to stand. He regards the lowly. Those who recognize, I have no hope apart from Him. But because His steadfast love endures forever. I can come broken and be mended by Him. Hearing of that purpose and confident that He cares, He sees me, He loves me. Though I have lived the life of a transgressor, though I have wasted so much time and God-given energy, He cares for me. What ought I to do with that news? Well, I ought to listen. It's not complicated. Psalm 138 verse 4, all the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. I'm glad that you're here this morning. Thank you for being here. By your presence, you're an encouragement to me and a lot of other people. But could I just get you to think about if you come in here and you don't listen, if you don't listen to your Creator, if you don't listen to the price that has already been paid for your transgressions, if you don't listen to what we are saying to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, if you don't listen as we all approach the holy throne of the Almighty God above, what good did it do for you to be here? I've got to listen. And listening leads to prayer. Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. That empowers me to pray. Don't forsake the work of your hands. Maybe you feel like your, your, your prayers are awfully dry, awfully repetitive. 
and empty. And you don't know how to pray. Would you carry the last line of Psalm 138 out of this building in your heart? Just use that as home base this week. God, I'm a mess. And I've made a lot of messes of a lot of things. But I'm asking, don't forsake the work of your hands. Doesn't that open the door to giving thanks? Not just offhandedly. Not like you treat the Lord's Day like a drive-through that's really, really efficient. You know, you give them your card, you, you, you get what is coming through that window, and then you're gone, and you, you go about your, the rest of your day. God wants you. He wants your heart. He wants a relationship. He's all in. He wants a relationship with you and your whole heart. He wants you to sing with your whole heart. Psalm 138 verse 1. I give thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your Praise. Could I encourage you in just a few moments as, as we sing a couple more songs together? Don't just go through the motions. Don't be flippant and, and empty in your thoughts. Don't allow those thoughts to go to something that may not last another hour. Most certainly will not last. Through eternity, allow your heart to be on Him with Him. Seeing with your whole heart. And as you do, recognize. Verse 2. I bow down toward your holy temple. I give thanks to your name. For your steadfast love and your faithfulness. You've exalted above all things. Your name and your word. How desperately I need that. I believe you need that at the beginning of this week. How easily we exalt our plans, our priorities, our jobs, our families, our desires, our hopes, our dreams. That is the American dream, right? You live here and you just do whatever you want to do and you enjoy being free. Listen, you can be a good productive, successful American citizen and waste your life and spend eternity away from your Creator. But if you will recognize that His purposes stand and above everything else, above whatever we enjoy this week, above whatever we have to endure this week, Above and beyond everything else, God has exalted His name and His word. Let's imitate Him. Above and beyond everything else this week, let's exalt His name and His word. That's how we recognize and submit to His good purposes. 
And do you know what happens when we listen and we pray and we give thanks and we sing and we recognize and we submit ourselves to his good purposes? Do you know what happens? By his design, we are strengthened. Psalm 138, verse 3. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. There are a lot of people who want the Lord's strength, but they don't want to listen to Him. There are a lot of people looking for the Lord's strength, but they don't pray to Him. A lot of people who would love to have the Lord's strength, but they're not going to take the time to give thanks to Him. Lots of people who could really use the Lord's strength, but they're not assembling with saints to sing to Him today. To submit to his word. To recognize again who he is. No, some will reject the purpose of God for themselves. They did it in the days of Jesus. And that's how some will choose to live this week. What about you? Some will not honor him as God or give thanks him now make no mistake what can be known about God is plain God God has shown it his invisible attributes his eternal power his divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that are made if I choose to exalt my purpose above his I am without excuse and so are you What's that look like? I'm not going to recognize him. I'm not going to honor him. I'm not going to thank him. I'm going to waste what he's provided. Some will keep their hearts from him. Even allowing their hearts to grow hard. Not recognizing that today is an expression of the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience. Meant to lead us to turn. Some will keep their hearts from him. Some will refuse to turn. God is going to fulfill his purpose. And I can fly through life at 500 miles per hour, but when I slam into that purpose, it's not going to break God. It's going to break me. Some will refuse to bow. But what was started will one day be finished. We will all stand before the judgment seat of God. It is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall confess to God. Each one of us will give account of himself to God. How can I possibly be positive, optimistic about how I finish? Psalm 138 is fuel, and it is inspiration to recognize 
Though I have been so foolish, his steadfast love, his faithfulness endures to all generations. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me, David wrote 3,000 years ago. Far from perfect, it was true of him. And it can be true of you this morning. Who needs to follow Jesus perhaps for the very first time? We're going to stand and sing an invitation song encouraging you to focus on that question. God is a God of purpose. He's revealed that purpose in His Word. His Word walked among us, gave His life for us so that you could know what life is all about. And if you need to start following him for the very first time, or you need to get yourself back in line with his purpose for your life, and we can be of help, would you let us know how? By coming to the front while we stand and sing together.